Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started. Welcome to this episode of Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, I'm here with my friend, colleague, and partner in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer. Hi, Armin, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Armin, I, I'm sorry I was a few minutes late today. I, I wanted to share why the... Uh, about a month ago, well, about six weeks ago, I, I decided to get um, to drink less coffee. Yeah. I, I enjoy coffee. I like the taste of it, but more than anything, I like the the kind of boost and and mental uh, focus that it that it gives me. And I wanted to move away, but what I did is I turned to tea. You know, I did some research and mm-hmm. found that tea was probably a much healthier alternative for our, our gut microbiome and whatnot. But what happens is I drink more tea because there's less caffeine in it and right. I, I, I want that boost. But what happens is I find myself uh, you know, using my facilities at my house a lot more often throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And that was why I was a few minutes late hopping on our call today. <laughs> well, no problem with that. And uh, I'll just tell you one funny thing. We'll get on with the podcast. I don't drink coffee either, but I am something of a tea aficionado. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. We have to take a moment. Can you explain that? Well, uh, I think it all started uh, when I, I w- go to um, the UK frequently. I have a, an email marketing expert. Uh, that happens to live in London. And uh, Holly and I, about every other year, we go to London. I uh, meet with uh, my uh, consultant and we get to hang out in London for a while. And I dis- this is a, a, a supermarket brand of tea, but I discovered a brand of tea called PG Tips. And it is far and away the best English breakfast tea that I've ever had. And uh, I've just expanded out from that. Where do we get that? Because I love English breakfast tea. It's my, it's my go-to in the morning. Well, for years, I had to get it first, of course, by mail order and then online. And now I've, it's in the international section at our local supermarket. So I think you can get it anywhere now. And you said PG tips? Yes, PG tips. Okay, I'm going to take a look for it. Okay. Great. Well, today's episode is also uh, a bit light on topic. We're not we're going to no, not discuss a case, but in fact, as our listeners probably know if they've been paying attention, our company, Physicians Legal Consultants, we work with attorneys across the whole country, right? And we work with attorneys in almost every state. We really cross borders because the work we're doing is vast and, and not necessarily geographically 
uh, specific. Mm-hmm. And for some of our cases, it, it really doesn't matter where that physician's located. But for some, it actually is best to have a local physician to work on the case, such as, you know, IME observation or where there's matters where it, it's sometimes nice to have a handshake or meetings. Right. We, as part of that, and you, you know, we mentioned before that you've trained over 1,600 physicians as part of your training modalities and more specifically the conference that you used to put on. But I don't ever think we jumped into the details of that. And... It's actually been uh, over 14 years now, come this May, that you have held this teaching in these conferences. So, you know, I personally never got to attend a conference because, as we mentioned in the past three years, with in the post-COVID area, there's been a move to digital, which is I really feel like I missed out on that, and I hope we we remedy that someday. Mm-hmm. But you know. We we count on these other physicians and network with them, and we and physicians, legal consultants, go and work with hands-on supervision of these other physicians that you've trained, and work within you know quality control, help provide insights and review for them, and and we as physicians, legal consultants handle cases from around the country. So I thought it would be fun when we were coming up with various topics to discuss on these episodes, why not jump in and discuss the conference you put on? Maybe there's physician listeners out there who, who again, could learn more just by the process of discussing what the conference was and, and is and what your current training looks like today. So uh, why not jump in and let's talk, let's talk physician training and everything about it. Great. Okay, great. Uh, and I think it's a, a useful thing for our attorney uh, listeners and, and general listeners to know as well that uh, I, as I've mentioned on the podcast, I started doing this about 16 years ago, uh, realized about 14 years ago that I could train other physicians. And uh, this uh, whole field of medical legal consulting, I'm uh, happy to say, is, has really become a new subspecialty of uh, forensic medicine. And so I think it would be good for our attorney listeners and others to know, well, what is that training all about, right? Absolutely. What, what's the content of the training? What's the general gist of what you teach? Yeah. So uh, um, the content really has to do with two things. Uh, It has to do with how does a a physician start up and more importantly, run long term a successful medical legal consulting business. And it also has to do with not only the medicine that the attorney that the physician needs to know, but also some of the uh, important uh, legal concepts that a physician needs to know in order to be an effective practitioner of medical legal consulting. So the first thing that I did, as you know, Mike, is I developed a one-year remote training program for physicians. And this, uh, I, it's called my medical legal consulting coaching program. And that's a, a pretty intensive year-long program uh, where uh, the 
physician gets to learn those things that I just talked about, but also they get a, a year of coaching with me. And uh, now it's not an absolute necessity that physicians can learn to do the, this kind of work uh, in some other ways that I'll talk about, but it's been clear to me over the years that uh, the, the physicians that stay in close touch with me tend to be the most uh, successful and effective at doing this. And to clarify, Armin, the the conference is it was typically held when you ran it for the eight years. That was over a three day or two day period, correct? Correct. So, and that was an intensive exposure to this type of medical legal consulting. Uh, I remember the name. I wrote it down here before we were talking as the annual medical legal consulting conference, and that had a couple days of, of intense material where people were exposed to what this business was about, uh, why it was useful, kind of learning about what the possibilities even are, which is worth pointing out is separate from this coaching, which is much more of a handholding. And for, uh, you had mentioned a year. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, the, the conference was actually two and a half days. The first half day was for, coaching members only. We held, uh, I held a seminar for all the coaching members that would attend the conference. And then the two-day actual course was over a Saturday and a Sunday. And uh, I really build it as a crash course in how to do this work. And one of the very first things that I said at the conference uh, is when you finish this course, you will have all of the tools and all of the training and knowledge uh, that you need to do this work. And that's proved to be the case. And I'm happy to say there are many physicians around the country that have uh, attended this uh, conference and have gone out and started very successful medical legal consulting practices or businesses. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand right now. But yeah. what does the what does the conference look like now? Then? Yes, good question. So uh, I um, started to get interested in having a live stream component to the to the conference. So the last two live conferences were also available by live stream. And then the pandemic hit. So the next two conferences uh, were uh, by necessity, live stream only. And in fact, uh, my live stream team would set up a temporary TV studio uh, in our great room, in our living room. And uh, it was quite something to, to behold. I mean, it was an actual TV broadcast, a live stream TV broadcast and uh, with uh, professional lighting, uh, three cameras, one on a dolly, uh, a teleprompter. I mean, th the works. I, I attended these and yes, I can vouch for that. It was really well done. Oh, well, thanks. thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a TV uh, director that uh, directed the whole thing. By the way, one quick uh, side story is they were the teams, absolutely terrific. Well, the second go around for this live stream, 
36 hours before the conference was supposed to start, uh, my, uh, the head of the team, Tom called me and he said, I hate to tell you this, I got COVID. <laughs> and this was before vaccines, I think. And, um, he said, let's push it back a week. I said, Tom, I can't push the conference back a week. We have a couple hundred people that have set this weekend aside uh, to do this conference. So uh, it was a few t- tense hours, and I, I just said, look, I'll figure it out. And I won't go into the whole story, but I was able to find someone to uh, run the whole show and direct it. Tom was available. Nice of him to do so since he was sick, but Tom was available by telephone. And uh, uh, a young uh, woman uh, who I got through another source came in and uh, saved the day and the, the live stream went off without a hitch. And are you still doing that version of the conference now, or are you doing some other sort of teaching of this material? Well, as everybody knows, Mike, uh, the pandemic changed just about everything, right? Okay. And one of the things that it changed was how physicians, for the most part, consume uh, continuing medical education. The, the course has always been available for uh, 15 category one CMEs, continuing medical education credits, which all physicians need to have a certain number to maintain their license. And the way that those CME conferences, courses, and so forth, for the most part are run these days is uh, online, right? So Mm -hmm. I changed everything up, brought the team back in, we re-recorded all of the sessions, Uh, and made it an on-demand course. Now, the course is actually um, eight weeks. There are four two-week modules with four videos per module and downloadable materials. And then I do a live Q&A at the end of each uh, module. But uh, by and large, it's, you know, Sit in, your, sit in your underwear in your basement and uh, get the training. Still once a year? Well, actually, that online course is going three times a year now. Three times a year. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I see. Excellent. And have you ever had an attorney attend your conference? Well, that that's a good question. Now, there, there are 15 sessions in that uh, in the course or the online course or the live stream course. And... I do essentially 12 of them, and I have an attorney who's become quite a good friend of mine, uh, a personal injury attorney. He does two sessions. There is a physician that's been in my training program. He does one session. Uh, And we also have a session where several physicians that attend the conference, I have three or four of them come up on stage, and they are very gracious and Part of that training is they just field any kind of a question that the physicians attending might have. And um, in fact, Mike, I think the last time, oh no, that was for another training that we do for the coaching members, you participated as, as one of those physicians answering questions. Yes, yes, that was really uh, very rewarding, actually, because one of the things that strike, strikes me about this type of consulting is that 
and our attorneys are probably well aware of this, is that no two questions or no two needs are the same. And I have found that the other physicians that I've networked with through your coaching and through this type of work, everyone takes their, their separate, their own little flavor out of either what they're good at combined with what they like doing combined with how much time they have to dedicate to it. And it really is a broad enough uh, base or foundation to build a, a consulting business that fits right. You know, and I, I started three and a half years ago and my, my business is molded dramatically, but molded in a way that was very re- now much more rewarding because you tend to gravitate towards doing things that you like. Yeah. And that springboard of, of, of empowering physicians to be able to run a business and learn how to apply their knowledge that they already have to the legal world is what I thought was the secret sauce that when I went through it, because you're not teaching about orthopedic injuries or rotator cuff tears or compartment syndrome at this, this conference, I can tell you that. And if our listeners aren't aware, that's not at all, albeit interesting topics and good podcast topics there these these topics that come up at the conference are more about running this type of new forensic medicine consulting business yeah so i thought i'd mention uh, some of the uh, specific stuff mike so in that first session i i talk about how do you make that paradigm shift from doing clinical medicine to doing this kind of very specific medical legal consulting and then in the next session, go through in great detail, what are the exact services that uh, a, a physician can offer to uh, attorneys? Why are these the services that we offer? How do you provide them? Things like uh, comprehensive medical summary reports, IME observation, writing reports that answers specific medical questions, and, and how to do all of that stuff. And again, worth noting, this is not specifically and intentionally not about acting as an expert witness. Yes, that's, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my uh, uh, attorney speaker uh, will speak about what these physicians need to know about the law, specifically P- PI law, workers' comp law, and also uh, the day-to-day running of uh, an attorney office. Um, then we uh, get into the specifics of some of the stuff about launching your business and marketing your business. But um, then we come back and start uh, talking about things like how do you write great medical legal reports? What differentiates a medical legal report from a, a note that you might write for a, a hospital note, an office note, a consultation note. This has nothing to do with how you write great medical legal reports. You know, I can, another thing that's becoming really clear to me, Armin, on why this has been successful is you're, you're kind of allowing someone to quickly and easily overcome barriers to something they might already be inclined to do or know that they could be capable of helping someone else in a consulting role. Uh, because consulting is really just providing advice or guidance that someone else doesn't have, right? And so right. every doctor listening and every attorney listening knows that that's very common among professionals. And, and we all have that. And But these you're like almost taking dominoes and just ticking them over because 
as doctors, we're not typically not generally very good business people, and we don't we don't know law, we don't know the vocabulary. So it's kind of fun and easy to think about, you know, as you're mentioning these topics, all you're doing is allowing them to jump freely and happily over these hurdles that 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 otherwise would just be enough to prevent someone who's busy and has, you know, doesn't have a lot of time and doesn't really know where to start. How many times, how easy is it to procrastinate whenever right. you have one or two little things holding you back? Yeah, right, right. So that reminds me of some of the other things I talk about is how do you do the medical research uh, mm. for uh, this kind of work? And we do get into specific kinds of medical conditions that are common. And I do uh, a number of case studies and talk about uh, things that the uh, physicians are certain to see on a regular basis. Um, and uh, also something else that's kind of fun is that uh, do a session on understanding personality types and how to size up people quickly uh, and uh, categorize them uh, according to uh, a system that was done by uh, a, a pretty famous PhD psychologist from Columbia University, William Marston. Uh, in fact, Marston was kind of an interesting guy. He not only developed this whole uh, system for understanding what he called normal behavior, as opposed to abnormal behavior like Freud and others were working on. Um, also, uh, he invented the lie detector of all things and, and the comic strip character. He called it Wonder Woman. Uh, and later, of course, that was Wonder Woman. And they actually made a movie about this guy a few years ago called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. So, um, so I teach physicians how to use Marston's concepts to help them better understand people uh, and work with people and communicate with people uh, more effectively. That's so interesting. Now, you brought up about CLE before. You have mentioned to me, I've never done it myself, but you've mm -hmm. actually given CLE courses uh, at at attorney's offices or at um, trial lawyer associations. Is, is, isn't that correct? Yeah, that's right. So every state's a little different. Here in Colorado, it's the Colorado Supreme Court that has a uh, department where they uh, evaluate and sanction uh, CLE courses. So I have a uh, put in the necessary uh, paperwork first to become a, uh, an authorized uh, teacher or presenter, uh, and then for uh, some specific courses dealing with um, a number of things like uh, 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 low-impact low accidents and uh, high medical sequelae, or um, how to understand uh, imaging to, uh, radiology reports and um, how to understand the anatomy that's involved, a whole number of things that I uh, have courses for uh, one CLE so I can do it over a lunch hour or something. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you one funny story. And uh, when I first conceived of doing these conferences relatively early in, you know, in teaching others, and I thought, well, maybe I better do these conferences in Las Vegas. So <laughs> it's just in case somebody didn't know who I was or didn't know about this topic. Uh, now I would, you know, 
I joke, I'm kind of semi-famous in, in the medical world, not exactly famous. I, I didn't uh, invent penicillin or develop psychoanalysis or anything. But, but when I started, <clears throat> I thought, well, let's do these in Las Vegas. At least somebody will show up to be in Las Vegas, even if they don't know who I am. And did that for the first two conferences, and uh, they were quite successful and uh, wasn't worried about people showing up after the first two and did one in Chicago and then moved it back to Denver. Is there anything else in particular that you want people to know, attorneys or other physicians listening, about your, your teaching and these conferences or coaching? Well, I think what I'd want attorneys to know is when you deal with a medical legal consultant that's been trained, this has really turned into a whole body of knowledge. And you're not getting someone that's just shooting from the hip, but someone that's actually had training in how to do this specific kind of work. In fact, I have uh, people that I've trained now kind of clamoring, let's start our own medical association or society. Let's have a certification process. Of course, everybody that's already been trained wants to be grandfathered in uh, and maybe have a test to take. And so the attorneys are going to get a well-trained physician to help them and ultimately help their clients. That's the first I'm hearing about that. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that, I think that's all I had. How about if people want more information? Yeah. So uh, if you have a comment, if you have a question, certainly if you're an attorney and you have a case, please contact us at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. If you're a physician, you might be interested in the training. You can reach us at that same email address, comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. And uh, we look forward to having you on the next podcast. We have a great one coming up. Uh, We're going to be talking with an attorney that uh, I work with and have worked with for many, many years and ask her about her experience of working with a medical legal consultant. So we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Thank you.